Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome in to Outkick the Show. I'm your fearless leader, Clay Travis. I hope all of you are having fantastic Tuesdays, wherever you may be, across this great country or this great land. A lot to get to. Uh, letting you know, I will be at NC State Clemson on Saturday. Looks like it's going to be really rainy. I uh, don't know exactly how it will go, but looking forward to being on Big Noon kickoff come Saturday. Also, also, I will be in New York City the next several days, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, till I head down to South Carolina. So there will probably not be an outkick the show. Now, possible that, uh, that we will uh, do it because there'll be some major news breaking or whatever else, but I'll be in New York City, so I won't have my usual uh, setup. Also, uh, I want to say to everyone out there who is in Florida that is listening to us right now uh, and or watching, we have a massive crew down there, uh, be safe with Hurricane Ian moving closer and closer. There have already been some sports-related uh, changes. Florida Gators have moved their game against FAU to Sunday and uh, right now, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are scheduled, I believe, to play the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday uh, in Tampa. They are right now training in South Florida. I saw some pictures from down in Key West where things look like they are already starting to get a little bit messy. I'll be down in Key West in December. Beautiful place. Can't wait to get down there with my family in advance of Christmas. Uh, but stay safe down in Florida. Looks like Sarasota, Fort Myers may end up being more of the target zone as we speak right now at 3.15-ish Eastern uh, on Tuesday. Uh, so everybody stay safe, certainly in the Tampa area as well. Okay, that is the preliminary. I want to talk for a minute about Kyrie Irving and what actual bravery entails. There's a lot of discussion in the world of sports about how brave athletes are when they speak out. And every time bravery is connected to left-wing politics. And I just want to compare Kyrie Irving and Colin Kaepernick with you right now. And I want you to think about the way that each of them have been covered based on the positions that they've adopted. All right? So Kyrie Irving yesterday said that his Nets decision might have cost him, sorry, while playing for the Nets, his decision not to get the COVID shot may have cost him $100 million. Now, we can quibble exactly what it might have cost him, but certainly it cost him tens of millions of dollars. He was not paid for the games that he missed when he was ineligible to play in the New York City area uh, in Brooklyn because he refused to get the COVID shot. He took a stand. He has been validated, I believe, that the COVID shot was completely unnecessary. And actually, for young, healthy people, as Dr. Marty McCary uh, tweeted this morning, may well be more dangerous, uh, the COVID shot, than just getting COVID naturally. Uh, in fact, let me read what Dr. Marty McCary said this morning because I think it's pretty significant. 
and uh, and it deserves to get attention since I'm not a doctor and inevitably people are like, well, you're not a doctor, so what do you know about this? Well, let me just go ahead and share with you what Dr. Marty McCary said uh, as it pertains to uh, this story. Uh, Kyrie Irving has COVID antibodies, but they are not recognized by doctors Ja, Fauci, and Walensky, aka the triumvirate of COVID idiocy advising Joe Biden, because they were, that's my words, not Dr. McCary, because they were generated by infection, not the vax. A young, healthy male with natural immunity has the absolute lowest risk of COVID complications and the absolute highest risk of vax-induced myocarditis. Dr. McCary went on to say, and this is his tweets, I retweeted them, you can go read them yourself, Kyrie is an American hero. He stood strong for what he believes, also stood with the millions of young, healthy people who acquired natural immunity And then when the vax became available, chose to decline the risk of vax-induced myocarditis and its unknown long-term effects associated with it. Uh, I did the same thing as Kyrie Irving. I've had COVID at least twice. I never have gotten the COVID shot. And I'm more confident that I made the right decision not to get the COVID shot every single day. But again, Kyrie Irving was condemned. He was ridiculed. And he lost tens of millions of dollars in income because he chose not to get the COVID shot. Colin Kaepernick took a knee and made tens of millions of dollars off embracing left-wing politics as a result of that protest. Colin Kaepernick made more money protesting during the national anthem than he would have made during his NFL career remaining. And the same thing is true for Megan Rapinoe. Same thing is true for LeBron James. All of these woke athletes are not being brave when they speak out and share their political opinions because they actually get rewarded for them. At a minimum, to me, bravery has been far diminished as it pertains to athletics in this country. But to me, bravery requires one of two things. Either the risk of your life, or the risk of your freedom. That's true bravery. You might die, you might go to jail. That is putting, really, your life on the line for what you believe. No one in the world of athletics in modern history, except for a guy like Pat Tillman, has really done that, okay? So the use of the word bravery is widely and wildly exaggerated here. But, If you expand bravery to include the risk of your life, your liberty, and your ability to make a living, then what Kyrie Irving and athletes like Novak Djokovic and even Aaron Rodgers or Cole Beasley or whoever you want to point to in the NFL, those athletes who refused the COVID shot and actually risked their ability to make a living are far braver than the people who took political positions and made more money as a result of doing it. And so I believe that Kyrie Irving is one of the most steadfast, outspoken, and yes, if we want to expand bravery to include financial loss, bravest athletes of his generation. He took a stand on the COVID shot, which is a joke of a shot that does not work as we were told that it worked. And as Dr. McCary says, if you are young and healthy and have already had COVID, you actually may be at greater risk from the shot than you would to do nothing at all. Kyrie Irving 
was willing to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous condemnation from left-wing sports media, and he's since been proven to have been in the right. Bravo, Kyrie Irving. You deserve far more credit for being willing to stand up truly for what you believe in, even if there were substantial financial costs associated with it. Something that has never happened to Colin Kaepernick, something that has never happened to Megan Rapinoe, something that has never happened to LeBron James or any other woke athlete. There were real tangible consequences for Kyrie Irving of a financial nature. He wasn't rewarded for his political stand. And as a result, bravo to you. You deserve our utmost praise. Cowboys beat the Giants last night. How about Cooper Rush out of nowhere wins his second game this year Makes a lot of big-time throws. CeeDee Lamb made one of the best catches I have seen all season, may see all season, in the end zone, left corner, one-hander, to put his team uh, in control of that game. Uh, Daniel Jones, as good as Saquon Barkley is, I don't think Brian Dayball has the quarterback that makes sense, at least not right now. Lots of injuries at the wide receiver position. Uh, A lot of players who are not playing at a high level at the wide receiver position. Uh, So there's not a lot of support outside of Saquon Barkley, but the Cowboys get to two and one. Dak has evidently uh, got his thumb back to the point where he may be able to return now in a couple of weeks. Stitches are out. Thumb is not swollen. His overall recovery has been very healthy, and it appears he's going to be back sooner rather than later. Good for you, Dak, but bravo to Cooper Rush for the ability and the success that he has had. Also, just to stay involved in the NFL, to fight for his opportunity, and to perform as well as he can has on the big stage against the Bengals and against uh, the Giants in back-to-back weeks. Uh, very well done. I don't even think the most diehard Cowboy fan out there expected for him to win both of these games coming in to fill in for Dak. I hope he gets an opportunity, Cooper Rush that is, uh, to play somewhere else down the line because you should get rewarded for it. Uh, The Atlanta Braves. I got to tell you, the Atlanta Braves went to uh, to visit the White House. And let me give you a sports uh, take on this first. The Braves are now one game behind uh, the, uh, the New York Mets with eight games to go. The Braves will host the Mets for three games this weekend. Uh, The Braves are playing against the Nationals right now, and the Mets are playing against the Marlins, I believe. And that series over the weekend has the potential to decide, probably will, uh, to a large degree. The NL East, it matters because in Major League Baseball's revised playoff scenarios, getting a bye is a big difference. Whoever wins the NL East will get a bye based on my analysis of the playoff scenarios. So this Braves-Mets battle down the stretch is going to be a lot of fun to watch. For anybody out there who wonders, yes, we are a Braves household. My boys are big Braves fans. Uh, Over the last several years, they have drawn me back into being Braves fans. So... The Braves' nickname is Under Fire, as is the Tomahawk chant. And what I would say is this. I give credit to Governor Brian Kemp and to Herschel Walker for speaking out because the Braves went to visit the White House and the White House was upset about the Braves moniker and the Tomahawk chop and everything else. I think the Braves, this is my advice, I wish I owned the Atlanta Braves. Uh, no, no No big surprise there. I wish I owned a pro sports franchise, all right? If I did, I would lean hard 
in the wake of Major League Baseball pulling the All-Star game out of Atlanta, I would lean as aggressively as I could into the Atlanta Braves representing the anti-woke universe of uh, Major League Baseball franchises and professional sports franchises in general. Because the Braves fan base overwhelmingly is the Southeastern Conference. And there's no region of the country that rejects and repudiates woke sports more than the Southeastern United States. Woke sports ain't going to be popular here, okay? And so, the Braves, I think, should bring back the Tomahawk chant in an aggressive way. They should talk to the Seminole tribe down in Florida. This is a big deal. Just listen, okay? A lot of Braves people are big OutKick fans, and I appreciate all of you, okay? I, I sometimes am troubled because solutions seem quite simple, and then people don't follow them, all right? So, the etymology of the Tomahawk chant is that it basically became popular right around the time that Deion Sanders began to play for the Atlanta Braves, all right? I'm going to talk about Deion here in a second, in a moment, uh, but... To me, in the same way that the Florida State uh, Seminoles, the university, they went to the Seminole tribe and they said, hey, we are honoring your tribe. They are so uh, uh, indefatigable, (laughs) and I didn't pronounce that word, but undefeated, all right? They are unvanquished. They are, if you study the Seminole tribe's history, brave refusing to surrender a tribe, okay? That's what the Florida State University wants their athletic programs to embody is that same fighting spirit and that refusal to surrender the unvanquished aspect of the Seminoles. So they went to the Florida State Seminoles and they said, hey, we want to honor you will you give us your blessing to continue to use the Seminole moniker? And the Seminole tribe said, yes, we consider it to be an honor that you are the Florida State Seminoles. We'll be right back. Got to take a little break here. We are rolling without kicking. You don't want to miss a moment. Stay tuned. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Why don't the Atlanta Braves go to the same tribe and say to them, look, the reason we do the tomahawk chop is to a large degree connected to Deion Sanders, who played at Florida State and then became an Atlanta Brave and an Atlanta Falcon. And what he represented for the Braves was the tomahawk chant really started in earnest right around that same time. I think it's directly connected personally because I used to go to Braves games in the 80s And I don't recall anybody ever doing the Tomahawk chant. It really started in like the 90s. Get the Seminole tribe to sign off on the idea of the Tomahawk chop and bring it back in earnest. It's one of the coolest trends in sports. When they start that drum 
and everybody starts doing the tomahawk chop and they sell the foam tomahawks and everything else, it is an emblem of honor that they are uh, using there as the Atlanta Braves moniker. So get the Seminoles to sign off on this and use it to bring back the tomahawk chop and tie it all into Deion Sanders. That seems like a perfect solution for this situation when inevitably left-wing losers like Joe Biden and KJP and everybody inside of that White House has an issue with the Braves moniker and with the tomahawk, go and do what the Seminoles did, uh, uh, Florida State Seminoles, with the Seminole tribe. Seems like a natural fit, particularly because the Braves are the South's team. And then you continue as the anti-woke franchise. And this, to me, would rally even more of the Braves fan base around this idea. So, Joe Biden's an idiot. His White House might well have added even more votes to Herschel Walker against Reverend Warnock and to Brian Kemp against Stacey Abrams because both Kemp and Herschel came out and said, no, don't change anything about the Braves. I think Stacey Abrams is going to get whipped. Uh, by by, uh, Brian Kemp so badly that she's going to have to uh, resign. And I also think that Herschel Walker is going to end up whipping uh, Senator Warnock in that battle as well. And we're going to have two big wins in the state of Georgia that could be connected directly towards this overall overall scenario, right? Where the Braves being demanded that they change their name, which – is default the position of the Democrat Party, whether Abrams and Warnock believe in it or not, and both Kemp and Herschel use it to bludgeon those two uh, in this campaign and help to ensure that the Georgia and uh, governors and Senate races comes back in their favor. So that would be my thoughts in general, uh, and that would be my advice to the Atlanta Braves about how to handle this issue going forward, do the same thing that Florida State did Uh, as it pertains to the Tomahawk chant and the use of the tribe. A couple of other things. Deion Sanders, I just mentioned him. Georgia Tech needs a new head coach. Deion has done a fantastic job at Jackson State. I don't understand how Georgia Tech wouldn't get Deion Sanders on the phone and talk to him. I'm not sure there's anyone who's more of a patron saint of Atlanta sports right now than Dion, who played Atlanta Braves baseball and who played for the Atlanta Falcons for many years. I don't know how Georgia Tech could do much better as they look for a coach than Dion. Now, I'm not sure Dion would come, and I don't know exactly what would happen in terms of Dion being a coach because at, at, at the Georgia Tech level. But the success he's had at Jackson State would suggest that he would recruit well and could be a difference maker for Georgia Tech in terms of rebuilding and rebranding themselves going forward in the state of Georgia with an Atlanta sports icon. That's somebody that I would have to talk to if I was in the position of making a new hire at Georgia Tech. Uh, Speaking of brand, do you see where Mayor Eric Adams came out and said, New York City has a brand. Kansas doesn't have a brand. First of all, he's wrong, right? Because everybody's idea of branding is different. But what do you think of when you hear about the state of Kansas? 
I immediately think about the Kansas Jayhawks basketball team, which is a very strong brand. Little shout out, Lance Leopold has uh, the uh, Kansas Jayhawks football team at 4-0 as well. They deserve a little bit of credit there. Uh, But I think that every state certainly has a brand. And it is indicative of New York City's uh, belief that all that matters in the United States is New York City, that New York City would take a shot, the mayor of New York City, uh, Eric Adams, would take a shot at Kansas like he did, particularly because, and I'm going up to New York City tomorrow, in many people's mind right now, the brand of New York City is actually not that good. It's homelessness, it's high levels of crime, it's way too expensive city living, it's draconian COVID mandates, it's having to wear masks all over the place, even though they're illogical. The New York City brand, I will agree, at times has been quite strong. I don't think that's the case right now. I think that left-wing mayors have destroyed much of what made New York City such a fantastic place to visit. I had my wife with me up in New York City this summer. And frankly, I told her, hey, don't go on the subway. Never said that to her before. I said, be careful if you're out at all after dark. And I've never had that conversation with her that my knowledge in New York City before. It's frankly not a safe place. And I don't think much about my own safety because I'm a grown man. And if something happens to me, that's, that's life. But I think a lot about my kids' safety and about my wife's safety. And the brand of New York City is not that everyone is safe anymore. It's actually, I would argue, a worse brand than many different states and many different communities nationwide. Uh, Rachel Dolezal, my guy Joe Kinsey at OutKick. And let me give a shout out to the, the crew at OutKick. We are going to set this September an all-time record for the amount of uh, readers that we are going to have on the OutKick website. Now, these individual videos and and this show is also growing at an outrageous rate. Same thing going on with the Clay and Buck show. Uh, But the growth of OutKick, I think we are going to triple the audience that we had last September. That's hard to do in any media environment. We've got a lot of people doing a lot of tremendous work, and I hope you're checking out OutKick.com on a regular basis. One of them is Joe Kinsey. This morning I saw this story. Rachel Dolezal, you may remember her as the Washington State resident, white woman who was a member of the local NAACP. I think she might have been the president of the local NAACP in a Washington State community. She actually was pretending to be black. She now has an OnlyFans, and she's potentially going to make a decent amount of money on OnlyFans, and Joe Kinsey has got a fabulous story up about her. Uh, It can only be a matter of time until another fake black guy, uh, Sean King, has his own OnlyFans, although I don't think it'll do anywhere near as good as hers, and I do wonder. Who are the people signing up for the Rachel Dolezal OnlyFans? I've never actually been. This is the Lord's truth. I've never actually been on the OnlyFans website. And this is not because I'm claiming to be some moral paragon of virtue or anything. I just never have gone because I believe the only thing I pay for online is a subscription to a University of Tennessee message board site. 
I just have never signed up for anything else online. Honest truth. Now, we pay for every streaming service on the planet. So, I mean, I, like, I have Amazon Prime and Hulu and Disney Plus and everything you can possibly, Netflix, everything you can possibly imagine there. So if you count those as online, that's different. But in terms of like paying for a service online, I just never have done it other than uh, sports message boards with, uh, with my favorite team, the University of Tennessee. So I don't know exactly how many people are OnlyFans subscribers, but based on the amount of money that mostly these women are making, it sounds like there's just an unbelievable amount of dudes out there that are dropping, what, $8, 9 $10 a month to be subscribers for a lot of different uh, girls out there. So there must be a, a lot of demand even for somebody like Rachel Dolezal. Chris Wallace, remember him? He, uh, he had the Fox News Sunday show. Now Shannon Bream, my friend, she's fantastic, has that show uh, and is killing it with that show. Chris Wallace walked away from it, went to CNN. Initially, he was going to work at CNN+. Plus. They basically shut it down as soon as it started. And then they gave him a Sunday show on CNN and nobody's watching. So uh, let this be a lesson to you. There is a big risk in deciding to leave because you believe that people care about you and not the platform that you are on. Now, I say that as somebody who has built a very successful platform in OutKick, but there are a lot of people out there on television who think that they are the star, not the platform that they're on and or the channel that they're on. And what Chris Wallace is learning is CNN doesn't have a very strong brand and people tuned in for the Fox brand, not for him. And I got to be honest with you, it's kind of fascinating to see uh, what the impact is of, uh, of that situation. Finally, I went to Bucky's recently. I have not had an experience like this. It's a gas station that's basically like a Costco mixed with Disney World mixed with Cracker Barrel, mixed with... It's such a unique experience that it's hard to even describe. From the state of Texas, a fighting Texas Aggie, is my understanding, is the founder of Bucky's. They just opened in the state of Tennessee. And my kids and my wife, they were like, hey, we've got to go to Bucky's. we got to go to Bucky's. There's one on I-40 East headed towards Knoxville. I went, and I have to tell you, I would put every spare dollar I own into investing in Bucky's. This is the greatest gas station that I have ever visited. The bathrooms are impeccable. The offerings inside of the gas station are stupendous. I felt like I was walking into a Nirvana-like gas station experience. Like it, it, it was like they might as well have been playing that music in the background that makes you think that you are in paradise. Uh, I, I want to know everything about Bucky's. I've been reading everything about Bucky's. I talked about it today on Clay and Buck, and I found out that I'm not the only one, that there's tons of you out there all over the Bucky's region, especially in Texas, who have had it for a while, that are diehard aficionados like I am now. I got to tell you, I cannot get over how spectacular it is. So uh, if you have not had the opportunity to experience this, I would say it's akin, like I'm not a huge shopper, right? I talked about this before. I buy pretty much everything either at Costco or uh, on Amazon. 
the number of other stores that I go in and ever buy anything is almost non-existent. I want to stop at this place every time that I drive to Knoxville from here on. And I would like to own my own Bucky's. So I got to tell you, this is an incredible, uh, it was an incredible experience. If you haven't checked it out, you need to. I'm not getting paid for this at all. I don't know anybody at Bucky's, although I would like to meet the owner, the Fighting Texas Aggie guy who has founded it. He probably, I would think, has at least some familiarity with me or OutKick if he's a big college football fan. Uh, but well done to you and your entire team. You have built an incredible business. And uh, I can't speak highly enough about how incredible your gas station universe, because it's kind of like a gas station world uh, that you have created. All right. Uh, love all you guys. Uh, I'm headed up to New York tomorrow. We'll be on with Clay and Buck and then may or may not do shows Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I'll be in Clemson, South Carolina over the weekend. And then uh, next three weeks basically set. We'll be down in Tuscaloosa for the Texas A&M-Alabama game. Uh, looking forward to that one on October 8th. I'll have a couple of my kids with me. And then I'm going to be up in Knoxville for the Alabama-Tennessee game. That's as far as we have set the schedule. I'll be on the road the next three weeks with Big Noon Kickoff. Appreciate all of you. DBAP unless you need to SBAP. I am Clay Travis, and this has been OutKick, the show.